You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 30. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. When I began spiritually fasting, I was absolutely desperate to help my mother as she was dying in their retirement home. She was locked down during the COVID crisis. And as horrible as that time was that I fully describe in podcast number one, I am so thankful for that time of pain. Sometimes desperation creates change. I really learned some things about myself that I knew deep in my heart were going on, but that I just did not want to confront due to a very busy life with family and friends and work and just all the things that take up time in our day. But that day when my mom needed me the most, I answered her call. I started to fast and pray for a resolution out of complete desperation. As we are still reading the story of Tobit right now in the daily mass readings, it brings me back to that time of struggle that changed me so much for the better and helped my mom. I really have truly never looked back. It sometimes takes very tumultuous struggles to get serious about God and the miracles that he has to offer us. It takes having no other choice, no other solution than prayer and fasting to fix something sometimes. So, I dove in 100% in complete belief. I had all the knowledge I needed to do it. I just had to begin. Sort of like standing on the high dive, staring down at the deep water at the community pool when I was young. And my friend literally pushed me into the water. I could fully swim. In fact, I was a good swimmer, but I was scared. And it seemed so far. And the water looked so treacherous from up there on the high dive. And then I was shoved off into that water. You know what? It wasn't bad at all. It wasn't as far as my mind was telling me it was. It was actually exhilarating and gave me a feeling of courage and then accomplishment. And then I did it again and again. That was a really long time ago. I bet they don't even have high dives at community pools anymore. But, you know, I use this analogy to point out that most Catholics really don't want to fast. In fact, many Catholics don't want to pray or fast. Our culture has arrived at a place where immediate gratification is the norm and everything we want is relatively easy to get. Until you get to the point of desperation with your weight or relationships or faith life, this is when you start to cry out to God like Tobit in the Bible. And God answers by shoving you off the diving board into that water. You know, this is really a sweet act of his ultimate mercy. In that space where courage conquers fear is where all the answers are swirling around right in front of you. When you have nowhere else to turn, then you turn to Jesus. And honestly, this is the best thing that could ever happen to you. So right now, no matter what is happening in your life, just thank God for it. Thank him for the pain, the struggle, the hardship. Offer it to Jesus in redemptive suffering and offer it to others as prayer for conversion. This is the struggle that's going to give you an opportunity to serve God 
and others, and ultimately you. Well, all the way to heaven, actually. So you can't get to heaven on a yacht in the middle of the ocean, sipping Mai Tais and sucking down shrimp. We know that. I mean, it sounds great, but that's not where growth happens. That's not reality. You are going to have to struggle yourself there and you can use whatever is going on in your own life, your family, and this nation to get you there. Why does it have to be this way? Why is fasting so hard? Because fasting ultimately obtains heaven as we learn how to suffer well for others. It really is about charity and about loving others. We also learn how to unite our sufferings to the cross of Christ. And it is such a complicated topic. It says in scripture that Christ's suffering does overflow to us here on earth, but his mercy and compassion and encouragement are also flowing to us for healing. It's really in the end, not that complicated. We just have to use our sufferings to get close to him. We just forget that he is compassionate, that he is encouraging. Christ gave us a great gift in suffering in his humanity for our sins. All he wants is for us to be aware and to conquer the evil within ourselves and then live for him and for others. But this is difficult because it just isn't comfortable, especially at first. We're a very self-centered society and we want things. I do too. That's not a problem in moderation and prudence. I mean, I do have huge dreams that I'm trying to accomplish right now, but just not at the expense of others and always with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus shows us the way to salvation and he sends the Holy Spirit to help us. The Holy Spirit is the true comforter and provides the endurance and the encouragement to suffer with Jesus. It isn't fun, but either is overeating and over drinking and being unhealthy, to be honest. So as a coach, I'm actually always redefining the word fun in my life and the life of my clients. We can often think that we can't give up food and alcohol because we attach the word fun to it. It's so fun. Really? Is it? It's fun while you're eating or drinking for the moment, but then it may no longer be fun. The hangover, even from the sugar, is never very fun the next day, even just being tired or having a slight headache. You know, everything can be redefined to serve others, and we can redefine words as well. I used to think that getting a really good buzz on a Friday night was so fun, but then I learned to be sober on a Friday night. And although it is still a suffering that I unite with Jesus for special intentions for certain people in my life, it is becoming easier and easier. I haven't had a drink on a Friday night in 2023, and the fun part comes on Saturday morning. It's like being shoved off the high dive over and over every Friday night and then ending up in the cool, clean water on Saturday morning with that amazing feeling of accomplishment and service done for others by being sober on that Friday night. This is beautiful suffering, my friends, and I'm growing in faith. This is the trajectory of a saint, small, slow steps done steadily over and over again for Jesus. This is virtue. But in our world, we don't really want to suffer. We don't even want to think about suffering for the most part. This is all of us. This was me and still is to some extent, but I'm really getting used to it now. Not wanting to suffer is the reason why all the diets failed because I wasn't even entertaining the notion of doing it for others. I was trying to diet over here for myself and then spiritually fast over there for others. Years ago, I thought that spiritual fasting was about bread and water only because I did not have the knowledge. And I failed miserably at that and thought I was just a really bad person. 
Well, I'm not a bad person. I just have to steep myself with knowledge of body and soul, what spiritual fasting is, and then step into the Catholic fasting world slowly. And that's what I did. We live in a world filled with lots of comfort and not just material things, but substances and items such as our cell phones that fill our brains and bodies with quick hits of comfort because of dopamine. We get really used to it. So the constant surge of dopamine is what leads us to addiction and ultimately repels us from doing hard work or activities that are actually rightly ordered. Even taking a walk outside in the morning and evening has a difficult time competing with getting to work early or a good Netflix show with a glass of wine and of course, sitting on the couch. You see my point. Gluttony and sloth and all kinds of sinful vices are on the rise in our own lives and in the nation. And we can change that pretty quickly in small prayer and fasting steps over time. What I have discovered is that sugar, flour, and alcohol actually create addictions in many people, including myself, and we are not even aware that it's happening. Small amounts even can make a big impact on the scale. Small amounts can make a big impact on our hormones and within our blood work. It's actually quite amazing. All I can conclude with many doctors, both secular and Catholic agreeing is that our bodies were really not meant to consume all this sugar, flour, alcohol, and processed food on a daily basis. Spiritual fasting can help with this. I'm not including alcoholics or people with eating disorders in this group. The group that I'm directing my information to, they just have mild addictions that the church fathers used to call passions. The addictions that keep us from losing weight and fasting on one or two meals and going without alcohol during the week, especially on Wednesdays and Fridays. These are addictions that keep us stuck in vice and have us not climbing toward virtue. This is mainly because sugar, flour, and alcohol are creating such over-desire and over-hunger in our bodies and brains due to the dopamine surging in our brain and bodies, and then we want more and more of it. It's so much easier to sugar burn for energy, but we pay for it with weight gain, health problems, and spiritual sloth. We feel like we are out of control when we are addicted, but you know what? We aren't. There's an answer. We can stop. It isn't easy, but it really is simple and doable once you have all the information and the power of the Holy Spirit and the sacraments to help you. And for starters, you can shift your mindset as looking at your weight struggle as a huge slice of motivation or even desperation to put you into the water. So you must be desperate enough to believe it's possible to fast and pray and then go for it and never look back. The Blessed Mother is asking us to fast and pray, to save our own souls, yes, by turning vice into virtue, but also to save the nation and the world. It starts with you first. You must put on the armor of God and figure it out. You must believe that Jesus can heal your addictions and lead you to the information that is needed to kick them for good while saving the souls of others and saving the soul of our nation. The point is that while you are desperate enough and ready to be as close to Jesus as possible, that is when you invite him into all the areas of your life, including your weight struggles. This is where we learn to suffer well by praying through cravings and urges and all that we do, especially with food and alcohol. 
Then the bread and water can come later. The Blessed Mother calls bread and water the best fast, and that is the place where I'm headed to on a consistent basis with fasting. But this fasting is affecting my whole life, whether I'm fasting on bread and water on Wednesdays and Fridays or not. It is truly becoming a huge prayer. I'm learning to unite everything in my life to Jesus. In fact, we just finished fixing our deck on the house and we had to pull up the rotted boards. We had to go to the lumber store and pick out good pieces of wood to replace the rotted ones with. My husband and his friend actually replaced the boards then. And then we ended up scraping the other boards that had peeling paint. We ended up sanding all the remaining boards on the deck and then we painted it a few times. It took us an entire week working every night after dinner to get this done. It was exhausting. My husband and I are used to really hard work. We've done this all our lives. But since I've learned to fast and pray, I found myself offering every bit of this work to Jesus while doing it. And it made the hard work actually enjoyable. Spiritual fasting has taken me to a place where all of my life is prayer and offering. No struggle or hard work is ever wasted when done for Jesus. I love to work hard and move my body and soul to get the results necessary to stay as close to him as possible. Huge struggles come my way all the time, just like in your life. But I always ask the Lord what he wants me to do with it and what he wants me to learn from those struggles. And then I move on to doing the hard work of creating that solution with him. Often I have only five loaves and two fish to offer him, but then I believe, and he creates the miracle with what I am bringing to the table. I bring it to him and he creates the miracle. This takes work and fasting and prayer. It can actually be done quite routinely with the right tools, beginning with a regimen, a coach, and a lot of prayer. Fasting from food and alcohol is one of the most important things you can do in your life and for your family. I've had Catholics tell me that they cannot delay flour and sugar, but they give money to the church instead. Well, giving money to the church is great and we should all do that, but the Blessed Mother is asking us to fast and pray. This is how scripture describes casting out demons. Time and money are challenging and absolutely important to give away in charity, but food is instinctive and desirous and much harder to part with. God created it that way so that we would stay alive. Food keeps us alive and it's harder to offer up and limit because we have become addicted to the amazing taste of the processed food we consume. The food industry has made sure that it gives us more pleasure than we really need so that we come back and eat more. And then it tastes so good, we can't stop and end up eating too much. This is the case for delicious concentrated substances like sugar and flour. And I've never had a client who came to me with a kale addiction, by the way. The bitter and bland taste of some lettuce and of kale that I now love has to be fostered, fostered again and again once your palate is reset in order to taste nutritious whole foods as good. We also have forgotten how to be a little hungry. It is uncomfortable, but it is so good for both your body and soul. Spiritual fasting has so many gifts to give to you and everyone around you. God has designed our bodies perfectly, and yours will let you know when you are not following his plan. You can delay the most concentrated substances that fuel over desire, and it will work in your favor in so many ways, health, spiritual well-being, and pretty much everything, frankly. 
The only cost is short-term discomfort, which can be very painful, no doubt. So you're going to need to ramp up your sacramental attendance, get ready to manage your mind, fuel your intellect, believe you can do it, and get motivated. You may even have to be desperate, desperate to get your husband to pray and go to church with you, desperate to get your kids back to mass, desperate to get the nation back into a state of true freedom, desperate to stop the evil in our culture and desperate to heal the Catholic church that is hemorrhaging attendance right now for so many reasons. So I'm desperate to heal my family. I'm desperate to heal the United States of America, the Catholic church, the world. Are you? Then come fast and pray with me. The Blessed Mother is calling us. To succeed, you have to want it. You have to pray for it. And you have to figure out how to get it. And you have to be willing to be in discomfort. It all starts with you. You are powerful through the Holy Spirit. Being a Christian costs something. What if feeling a little discomfort in the moment is the currency to your dreams and healing the nation? The more discomfort in not giving in to your cravings over time, the more your body will acclimate, the more grace you will receive, and the easier it will get. You just have to jump in. Fulton Sheen says, grace is not cheap, my friends, but it is the most desirable substance of all because it gives you peace and the ultimate comfort of heaven for you and your family. It helps you. It helps you work hard and do incredibly hard things while on this earth. Everything is easier when done for Jesus. There really is no failing when trying for Jesus. Spiritual fasting is the spiritual warfare of our times. It is the cure for so much that ails us in our culture. We cannot cure ourselves. That's called self-reliance. We need God and his grace to cure us like the lepers. We need all that he has to offer. Being able to withstand a little hunger on a consistent basis will go a long way in helping you lose the weight permanently and healing your family and the nation. That's the cost. A little hunger, a little discomfort. It takes preparation, thought, regimen, and community to fast well. It involves changing weekly habits of your meals, building new ways of formation, considering first the reception of the sacraments, and possibly cooking differently for family members, aside from yourself. This can be challenging when you first begin, but because it is demanding, it is also an offering to God and very efficacious. In his mercy, when you learn to unite your suffering to the Lord, you become a co-redeemer with him for the salvation of souls. It is worth the effort. Wow, this is why it is challenging, but it is possible. And my favorite scripture, Matthew 19, 26, all things are possible with God. So you see that this new concept is not really new. It's just forgotten in our modern world of instant gratification and huge dopamine hits from all of our devices, our food and our alcohol. Many people are unhealthy, unhappy, and confused as to how we so quickly spiraled into gluttony and sloth and immorality. We know it. No one has to tell us. We then listen to a podcast, buy some books and say that we're not going to eat this or go there anymore or drink the Cabernet on Tuesday. But then when we're hungry or stressed, we do the exact thing we said we were not going to do. In Romans chapter seven, verses 19 through 21, it says this, for I do not do the good I want, but I do the evil I do not want. 
Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. So then I discover the principle that when I want to do right, evil is at hand. This we must resist, my friends, and we can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, if this is you, you're a normal human being with a working brain and body that is just trying its best. And there is probably sin and vice mixed right all up in there too. There is an answer to all of this. You can get off the simple hamster wheel that keeps your weight going up and down like an elevator. It is all about how God created your mind and body to work. What will get you started is desperation. It gets all of us started. Come join me in delaying and praying the United States of America and the world into health. It is a beautiful way out of desperation into the hope and encouragement that is available through Jesus Christ. I hope you love these podcasts. I sure do. And if you do, please subscribe and leave a five-star review so others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting for freedom, for getting healthy, for losing weight, and getting back to the sacraments as the Blessed Mother is asking us to do. Have a great week, my friends. Start to delay and pray, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. Bye-bye. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always. <music>